Hey, you're listening to the Catalyst Church Podcast, here to incite change through Jesus. Check us out on social media, Catalyst Church NZ. Now, onto this week's message. Well, it's so good to have you here with us today, and I want to share with you a message that's kind of sparked up in my world this week, uh, and uh, I've titled this message, uh, Agree to Disagree, Agree to Disagree. Have you ever had to do that? Agree to Disagree. Maybe you've had to do that with your spouse. Uh, put a, put a, a thumbs up emoji if you've ever had to do that with your spouse. Put a thumbs up if you ever had to do it with the person you said, no, just kidding, don't do that right now, um, but Agree to disagree. And I want to read to you from the Bible in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 9 through 18. It says this, don't just pretend to love others, really love them, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. That's all we did. Keep on praying. And when God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Verse 14. Now check this. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Verse 16, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. God, today I pray that as I speak, you would speak to people's hearts. You would inspire them. You would encourage us. You would uplift us in our faith. Let it not be just my words that are spoken, but Lord, let it be your truth that it goes into every person's heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today I want to talk to you about agree to disagree. You know, when I was a young child, when I was a young boy, I couldn't understand why in my house, the Vegemite that I had was so disgusting. I don't know if you've ever tried Vegemite, but it is just not good stuff. It is just terrible. And, and my mum would ask, what sandwich would you like? Would you like peanut butter? No. Would you like Vegemite? No. Would you like jam? It was a yes. Would you like a honey? Yes. You know, those are the things that I could get on board with. But Vegemite, not so much. But however, whenever I went and visited my auntie and she would make a sandwich and she wouldn't ask me she would give me a Vegemite sandwich and I would eat it because you know that's what you do you eat what you're given and I couldn't understand for me for the life of me why her Vegemite sandwiches tasted so much better than the Vegemite sandwiches at home it wasn't until I was older that I discovered that at my auntie's house I did not have Vegemite I had Marmite and so this week up on social media, you may have seen on my story, I'm putting it up on the screen now, I had a good old question to ask, which is better, Marmite or Vegemite? And I'm pleased to say that 81% of you are wise and discerning and have great taste buds, and that there was 19% of you that are absolute savages. I mean, honestly, who who in their right mind, no, no, just kidding, just kidding. agree to disagree, right? Agree to disagree. And you know what? We're never going to come to a complete agreement with another person on this planet. Every single one of us is unique and different. Not even our best friends, not even our spouse. We will disagree. 
disagree with people because out of the 7.9 billion people on this planet right now, there is not another single person that is just like you. Not a single one. I mean, some of you might be going, praise God, there's no one else like me on this planet. I mean, imagine if the whole world was full of people just like me or just like you. And But because we're all unique, because we all come from different backgrounds, because we all have different life experiences, all have different voices speaking into us, we all have all experienced different things, we had had different, different uh, lifetimes of experience going on, that means that our viewpoint will be different from other people's. We will never have the exact same viewpoint with everyone else that we come in contact with. That means our viewpoint on how to live our life best, which political party to follow, which ideology to follow, which is the best way to use our money, what a good relationship actually looks like, or even when it comes to religion and how to connect with God, we will never 100% agree and align in every facet with someone else. We will always have unique points about us that are different. And sometimes these differences can lead to big disagreements. Anyone ever experienced a big disagreement? Anyone experienced a big disagreement this week? Maybe it's been online. I know that online I've had some disagreements going on this week. And disagreements happen in real life. They can happen in so many different ways. Maybe in person, maybe in your bubble this week. Or maybe, you know, back in your workplace, there's been people there. Maybe there's been phone calls that you've had. Maybe there's online uh, realms that you have. Maybe it's been via messages. Maybe it's been on social media, especially, I don't know, the community pages for the different areas that you're in. There's always disagreements on there. And there's always that one person that says, I'm going to grab, grab the popcorn and watch the fireworks as they come and unload. And because you are unique, and so is the person next to you, there is never going to be someone that agrees 100% with everything that you believe. I mean, I'll illustrate this right now. I want you right now to put an emoji in the chat. Push the thumbs up, the heart, the, the, the care emoji, maybe even the angry face, the laughing emoji, whatever one you want. Push it right now. And as you push that, as you choose that, there's going to be a variety of different ones that pop up. There's always a variety of different ones that pop up. And you are hearing the same message right now. You're hearing the same person speak. You've been a part of the same experience online for the last however long you've been with us this morning. Maybe you just joined us. Maybe you've been with us for a while. But every one of us pushes different things. And there's, what, half a different options that, that are there available to us. And so we have different experiences. We have different backgrounds. But listen to the words of Jesus, what he says in John chapter 13, verse 34. A new command I give you. Love one another as I loved you, so you must love one another. See, Jesus doesn't go, you know what? Love the people that are Christians. Love the people that come from this place. Love the people that have decided to forgive someone. He says, love one another, knowing that every person comes from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different lifestyles. He says, love one another. And when Jesus commands us to love others, he didn't say that we had to agree with them first. Did you catch that this morning? He said, when, when Jesus commanded us to love others, he didn't say we had to agree with them first. That means that we have to love on people that we disagree with, that we disagree with. So how do we love on people that we disagree with? Well, firstly, 
We need to look at what true love actually is. We need to look at what love is. And in the Bible, in 1 Corinthians 13, it lays a platform for what love actually is. It says this, love considers others first. Love looks for the best. Love shows respect. Love seeks unity. Love isn't selfish. Love offers the best. And love displays patience. These are some of the characteristics of what love is. And it isn't easy. And in fact, sometimes it feels unnatural. But loving others is something that we are called to do as followers of Jesus. If you are a Christian, you are called by God to love other people, even those we disagree with. In fact, I would say this, especially those we disagree with, we are called to love. And there will always be things that we will end up having to say, agree to disagree. I was in a social media chain there, uh, on social media chat chain there. And at the end, I saw these two friends. I only figured they were friends because you can see that they're mutually there. They're commenting on each other's posts. And after going back and forth about four times, one of them says, agree to disagree. And the other one goes, you're right. That's it. And they left it there. And so there is always going to be points in our lives we need to understand we are there, agree to disagree, and not allow that to stop our friendship, not allow that to stop us showing love, not allow that to show uh, to stop our relationships. And so therefore, if it's possible to love others while disagreeing with them at the same time, we need to we need to go forth and demonstrate that. So the question then this morning is. How do we love people you disagree with? How do you love someone you disagree with? Well, I want to get a real practical this morning. I want to give you three keys around what it looks like to love someone you disagree with, to show love, because Jesus commanded us to show love to this world. And so the first key in this and how we show love to people we disagree with is we need to be respectful. One, be respectful. To show respect to someone means that we esteem them. Even if we don't agree with someone's stance, you can still treat them with respect. You can still treat them respectfully. It's not about feeling respect for them, but it's about showing respect for them. In Philippians 2 verses 3 and 4, it says this, Don't be selfish. Don't try and impress others. Be humble, thinking thinking of yourself as better than others. Don't look out only for your own interests but take an interest in others too. Don't be selfish. Don't try and impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Man, what happens if we take this stance in our lives and say, you know what? I can learn something from this person. I can actually receive something from this person, no matter who they are, no matter what part of society they are a part of, no matter what their background is, no matter what their education is. I can learn something from them that they can bring something of value, that their life experience can add value into my life. And so there's some practical keys about what it means to be respectful. I want to give you some practical keys around this. The first practical practical key here is to ask questions respectfully. Try and learn why they believe what they believe. Try and get an insight into their lives. Try and see things from the way that they are. Ask questions. But another way, another important key around this is actually don't say it meanly. Don't say it with an attitude. Don't come at them with a, with a oh yeah, well, why, why do you believe that? 
You know, when you ask a question like that, it's, you're not going to get a response in the way that's going to have their walls come down and try and explain it. But if you say, hey, help me understand, why do you believe that? Then all of a sudden, it's going to be so much different. It's, it's way too easy in the heat of the moment to be all heated and angered and put up your walls and allow the emotions to get the best of you. But actually, our tone and our body language and our genuine sincereness to actually try and understand people shows through. And our unspoken things, the tone, the, the way we carry ourselves will speak volumes to people about showing them respect. A third key that I want to give in, in this about how we can be respectful is try and avoid arguments. Try and avoid arguments. Instead of, instead of arguing, get curious. Instead of arguing, get curious. See, most arguments that happen, they're pointless. Most arguments that we have, I mean, uh, they, they don't resolve anything long term and they waste our energy. So much energy gets put into arguments that only zap us and drain us. We can't change people. You need to understand you cannot change people. You can only change ourselves and be in control of the way that you respond. Someone else's response is their own responsibility. And so try and avoid arguments where possible, but instead be curious. Ask questions respectfully. Don't be mean and avoid arguments. So how do we love people that we disagree with? We be respectful. Understand that actually they have something of value in their life that they can add to us. The second thing that we can do that really can add uh, value here is to show empathy. Empathy implies that you have the capacity to imagine the feelings that someone else has had, but you haven't actually felt them yourself. To have empathy is to put yourself into someone else's shoes and try and experience, try and feel what they're feeling. When, 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 when you have someone and they disagree, you disagree with them on what's going on, try and step back for that a moment and show some empathy. You see, Jesus in, in the book of John chapter 8 has a crowd come before him and he bring, they bring a woman to him who's been caught in the act of adultery. And Jesus says these words in verse 7. All right, but let him who has never sinned throw the first stone. And understand this. Then in all life situations, in all life circumstances, none of us have got it right. None of us have got it perfect. And maybe the person that you're dealing with right now might have it wrong. Or maybe you just don't know what they've been through in their life situations. And that woman, we don't know what her life was like. We don't know what's going on in her life situations. But Jesus saw her and he had empathy for her. He took mercy upon her and he said, look, you know what? Unless you can first show empathy, unless you can first prove that you are above everything else, above everyone, better than all of this, then don't throw a stone. In fact, why don't you try and imagine what it's like to be in her shoes? And so there's some practical keys when it comes to, to showing empathy. The first thing that when we want to show empathy is that we need to listen with purpose. We need to listen with purpose. You may have heard the old saying that God has given us two ears and one mouth. That means we need to listen twice as much as we speak. But we need to listen with purpose and actually take the time to hear other people out. Value them by showing love and respect and hearing what they have to say. And as you truly listen to them, we can try and learn and we can try and get understanding and insight as to why they believe what they believe. This helps us to get a glimpse into their lives. This helps us to get a glimpse of understanding about what's going on in their world. 
Man, the amount of times where you just don't know the backstory behind something, and then when you hear the backstory, all of a sudden you go, wow, now I understand why you believe what you believe. Now I understand the way you responded, the way that you responded. Now I understand how I can have empathy for you. The second thing that you want to do when you want to show empathy is you actually want to consider their stance. Learning someone's reasons will help you us see their view and keep us from judging too quickly. See, when you consider their stance, it shows that more, more not just going, you know what, I'm right and you're wrong. It shows actually, you know what, I actually care about why you believe what you believe. And the reality is, is that all truth is God's truth. And if there is something true in what they're saying, understand that that is God's truth. That God has the monopoly on all truth. And to consider their stance shows us the ability to come alongside of someone and actually put our arms around them and say, you know what? You're valuable to me. Your experiences matter. What you, what you have to say is, is of importance to me. So that when we listen with purpose and consider their stance, we can show sympathy. Uh, I mean, empathy rather. We show empathy just like Jesus did to that woman there. And said, you know what? We're all just like you in some way, shape or form. Let them who is without sin cast the first stone. So how do we love people we disagree with? First, we be respectful. Second thing is we show empathy. The third thing is that we act with grace and truth. We act with grace and truth. You know, we encounter people, when we encounter people with a belief that's contrary to ours, we must understand first and foremost that we are representing Jesus. That if you are a Christian, that we represent Jesus and we might be the very catalyst that God uses to change your life. Our mission statement, what we believe in here is to incite change through Jesus and you are God's ambassador. And 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, it says this, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. And I want to tell you right now is that when you come into a situation where you might disagree with someone, understand that as a Christian, as someone who follows, as a follower of Jesus, you are God's representative to that person. And it's not going to be helpful if you just shut them down and tell them they're wrong. But when we reach out in love and say, you know what, I, I can agree to disagree with you, but I'm going to respect you anyway. I'm going to consider what you say and I'm going to go out, but I'm also going to stand in truth. I'm not going to compromise my beliefs, but I'm going to have a grace. That's the empowering of the Holy Spirit to come around and speak truth, to speak mercy, to speak love, to speak acceptance, but to continually allow God to speak through me, to not compromise on my values and beliefs, not compromise on the word of God, not compromise on what is true, what is right, what is noble, what is pure. And say, so, you know what? I'm here for you and I'm going to allow you to, to do whatever you can do, but I'm going to accept you no matter what. See, the great thing about understanding this, and, and this is so empowering, is that one of the practical keys when we act, uh, act in grace and truth is that you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know everything. Let me just take that pressure off you right now. You don't have to have an answer for every question. You don't need to know why all the things in this world happen the way that they do, because you're not God. And if you find yourself in a, in a discussion with someone who clearly has different beliefs than, than you do, it's okay to admit to them, you know what, I don't have the answers, but I do know a God that does. 
And you don't have to understand everything to believe in something. You don't have to understand everything to believe in something. But you know what? As you, as we have these discussions and we come around people and when we admit that, you know what? I don't have everything together, but I, I, I can go away and I can ask God and I can, I can journey with you on this thing called life. It shows a genuineness. It shows an authenticity of who we are. The other thing that we need to understand is that we do have the truth and to not be afraid to speak out the truth, but to speak out the truth in love. When we speak out the truth in love, that means that we're speaking out the truth, wanting the best for that person, wanting their lives to improve, wanting their lives to get better, wanting them to, to, to go forward in who they are. And ultimately, the reality is having people in our lives that we don't agree with is actually something that will make us stronger. If we only were to surround ourselves with people that we agree with, then we will never be stretched. We'll never go into our, out of our comfort zones. And it's okay to learn from other people, you know. And so when we have these people around us, that's how we will grow. When we're stretched and challenged, our viewpoints will change and evolve. I want to tell you something right now that I've discovered as I've gone and matured in my walk with God. That right now, I 100% believe everything that I believe with a conviction. But I know based on my previous experiences that everything that I believe right now, today, isn't 100% accurate. Because my life has changed as I've been challenged, as I've had experiences, as I've met with people that I've disagreed with, and as God has brought revelation, as I've been corrected, as I've learned more, and as I've gone through this journey of life, as I've progressed in this relationship with God, as God has continued to speak into my life and continue to grow in my life, it's happened through people that I've disagreed with. It's happened through moments I've disagreed with. It's happened through arguments. It's happened through all sorts of situations. And I want to tell you right now, these are the things that God wants to use to move you forward in your life. And in all of this, we mustn't lose sight of what the big picture is. We need to keep the big picture before us in, in, in all things. And the big picture here is that there is a world that needs to know the hope of Jesus. That needs to know the hope that God gave his son so that we can be set free from the things that held us back from knowing him. That people out there need to know hope. People are dying right now from a lack of hope. And for us out there who know God, we are called to be dealers of hope. We are supposed to be the light of the world, to speak out truth, to speak out love, to speak out uh, like truth in a way that will bring people to know God. And maybe you're here today and you don't know God. Maybe you're here and you've just stumbled across this. Maybe somebody shared this and it's just started playing in your Facebook feed. I don't know. But I want to tell you that there is a God that loves you, that he created you on purpose, for a purpose, that you are not an accident. Somebody's watching this today and you're going, but oh, I'm not even meant to be here. I want to tell you, you are meant to be here. You're meant, you were born for such a time as this. You were born to be alive today and that God created you. The Bible says that we are his workmanship, that we are created to do good things for him, that he planned and purposed for us to be alive in 2021. He knew that there would be a global pandemic. He knew about COVID-19. He knew about the lockdowns. He knew about all of this and he is using these moments to grow us into who he has called us to be. 
And I want to tell you right now, maybe you're watching this and you feel far from God. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer with me. And it's a simple prayer of inviting God in to forgive you of your sins and to make him your Lord and Savior. And, and if you've never made that decision, in a moment when I say this prayer, I want you to pray it with me. Or maybe you're watching today and you know right now you're far from God. You know right now that, that if you've, you've made choices and decisions in your life that have led you away from him tonight, today, in a moment when I say, I want you to, to pray this prayer as well if you want to come back to him today. Or maybe you're watching this today and you just go, you know what, Andy, I just, I don't know where I stand before God. But in your heart of hearts, you want to be sure. You want to know that you're sure. Well, Romans 10, 9 says this. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so in a moment, when I lead us in this prayer, I want you to pray this prayer. Either you've never given your life to Jesus, or you once have and you're far from him, but you want to come back, or you're not sure where you stand with before God and you want to be sure. I want you to pray this prayer with me today. Say this, dear Jesus, I come to you today and I open my life and my heart to you. God, I'm sorry for the wrong things that I've done. And I ask you today to forgive me. I thank you right now that I am planned by you for a purpose. And I thank you that today, Jesus, you are now my Lord and Savior. I thank you right now that I am now a child of God in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 The Bible says that there is a mighty celebration going on in heaven, that if you pray that prayer right now, the Bible says that you are saved. And right now there's a comment coming up on the screen saying that I prayed that prayer. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time or as a recommitment or to know that you can be sure in your relationship with God, we want you to like that comment. We want to get in contact with you, encourage you in that decision, help you out in some of the next steps in your journey with God. It's a fantastic thing to do. And and wow, what a what a great thing to do. And also today, you know what? If you're here today, maybe in my message, there's just stuff in your life that's come up as a result of that. We want to pray for you as well. I want to encourage you to go online and to fill out one of these prayer cards. Just click on it on the website. Click on the prayer one there. Put it through. We will pray for you. We'll believe God for that. He'll move in your world. There's people that have been watching today. And uh, I want to pray for you right now. There's people that have disconnected relationships. I want to pray particularly for people that have got disconnected relationships. Maybe it's a, a, a bad relationship in, in, in your workplace with a peer, with your boss. Maybe it's with, with people in your family. Maybe it's with parents. Maybe it's with children. Maybe it's with siblings. I don't know who it is. Maybe you have a, a, a friend right now that you're distant from because there has just been disagreements. I, I want you right now, God wants us to, to, to agree to disagree, but to continue to have relationship with people so that we can bring impact in people's worlds. And for people right now that are watching that are disconnected uh, from people that are important to you, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to have in your mind that person. I want to pray for you right now. I'm believing that God is going to do a miracle and a work in that person's life and in your life. God, I thank you right now. 
Lord, that you are the God of reconciliation, that you bring people back again, that you draw people together. And today, Jesus, I pray right now that you would help people to get beyond the disagreements, that, Lord, we can agree to disagree, but we can show your love. And I pray that in this, that, God, we can show love. I pray that your love would conquer all. Lord, love wins in the end. Love is above everything else. And so, Father, right now, I pray that you would bring a reconciliation for relationships. I pray that people would reach out. They would message. They would text. They would call, even out of the blue, Lord, to bring reconciliation. And, God, I thank you right now that you would release a grace to every single person upon this, Lord, to have a, a spirit upon them that they would be able to go forth and agree to disagree, but continue to be your ambassador to reach out. Oh, in Jesus' name, oh, we pray. Amen.